Over the last few weeks, uh, we have been uh, dealing with the... Can we have the first slide up there? Oh, I better need this as well. Thank you. We've been doing a series on unlocking the kingdom. We felt it was really important for us, again, as a church, to focus in on the kingdom. And uh, this series is is based in Luke, though we have been dotting around to maybe some other scriptures as well. So it's based in Luke. And what we said right at the outset is that um, this Unlocking the Kingdom series was about watching and learning from Jesus. Seeing what, you know, he is our model and he is king. And he models something to us and he's passionate about his father's kingdom. And so he models for us. So we're watching and learning from Jesus. Everything we find about what Jesus did or said or taught uh, or modelled for us, we want to watch, we want to learn. Because that's what true discipleship is, is watching and learning from Jesus. And the other thing you find through the Gospels is that Jesus not only models for us, but he trains us and releases us. So as we go through this series, it's like, okay, how can I grow in my discipleship? How can I grow in my following of Jesus by taking note of what he does and doing the same thing and courageously stepping out and doing that? Because the idea is that through uh, this series, but also it's in the heart of God, is that we would see heaven's rule, which is what the kingdom is, it's heaven's rule come and be expressed on, us, on earth through us, his followers. That's God's intent, that he has a people on earth who represent him and represent everything that he is passionate about. And that's our calling. And so far, what we've seen uh, during this series... Oh, can you sort that out and let us know when it's sorted? So far during this series, what we've done is we've looked at the king and his kingdom. We've seen that Jesus Christ is the anointed one, and he's anointed by the Holy Spirit, and he has all authority. He has authority over every sickness. He has authority over every demonic stronghold. He has authority over nature. There's nothing outside of Jesus' authority. His kingdom is founded on justice and truth and goodness, and his kingdom will never end. These are all good, wonderful news. I don't want that one yet. Did I press that? No, you did. <laughs> right. I want that one. Can I do it now? Let's Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'll get on to that one, yeah. But <laughs> he does have authority. Um, so it's founded on justice, truth, and goodness. It will never end. His kingdom also, because it's founded on truth and justice, it's founded on the heart of God. His kingdom brings forgiveness. It brings release. It brings favor from heaven. It brings healing. It brings salvation, it brings comfort, it brings wholeness, it brings joy. That's the king and his kingdom. Another occasion we looked at specifically kingdom authority. We saw how this king, when he walked this earth, demonstrated his authority. And so the powers of darkness had to flee. Every sickness Jesus encountered, it was dealt with because the king was coming and invading with his kingdom. 
and we saw the authority in the kingdom, the power and authority of the kingdom, and then we discovered that he, the king himself, then anoints his followers to also be anointed ones in the earth who carry the presence of God with them, who carry the authority of the kingdom with them, and so we too carry his authority to bring freedom, healing, and deliverance. And as we go through this, it's not just for us to assent to it in our head, but it's in our heart to say, Father, we want your kingdom to come, and we want to step into being your followers, carrying your presence with us. Amen? Then uh, Nat spoke again last week uh, about kingdom obedience. And we need to understand Jesus models kingdom obedience. He doesn't just tell us to obey, he modelled obedience. Everything Jesus did was seeing what his father wanted and then carrying out the father's will. All that he did was modelling obedience. It says somewhere in scripture he learns obedience. He, he knew what it was to submit to his father's authority. And in the same way, uh, we are to uh, follow the father and be obedient to him. Nat gave a, a wonderful illustration last week of the feeding of the 5,000 where Jesus uh, came to that situation, there were crowds of people around, all Jesus had was five loaves and two fish. And uh, it says in that passage that Jesus looked to heaven and gave thanks, and then multiplied the small thing that he had, and it fed the multitude. He was modelling to us, kingdom obedience is not about just striving to do great things, it's taking the little that we have and submitting it to Father and looking to heaven, almost looking into heaven for heaven's supply, heaven's solution. And uh, so Jesus uh, calls us to follow him. In fact, normal uh, kingdom living is stepping into the impossible. We've talked about that during this series before. That if we're living within our capabilities and within the confines of what we can achieve, we're probably not living in the kingdom. That's a challenge, eh? So the kingdom living is living beyond our ability. It's not being self-reliant, trying to do it all in our own strength. It's stepping into the impossible realm where if we're to see anything happen, it's happening beyond our ability. We're reliant on the Father empowering us. That's what kingdom obedience is. And so today what I want to talk about is another emphasis on the kingdom, and that is about kingdom prayer. Kingdom prayer. Um, you will find that Jesus not only modelled this in his own life, but he taught his disciples to pray. And, uh, and uh, we're going to be looking at particularly one prayer that Jesus gave us as a kingdom prayer. You see, it, and actually you'll find uh, the passage I'm looking at is Luke 11, uh, verses 1 to 4. Though what I will also be doing is looking at, and specifically looking at Matthew 6, from verse 9 to 13. The reason I'll be looking at the Matthew one is it's a fuller expression of that model prayer, of that kingdom prayer. But you find it in Luke 11. In Matthew 6, as we know, Jesus challenges us to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And at the start of looking at this prayer, you understand Jesus said it's his kingdom that comes first. He's encouraging us in this verse to uh, make the kingdom, his rule, our primary focus. The focus of our life, 
the, the driver of our life, the agenda for our life. In fact, putting the kingdom and God's rule above everything else, above personal agendas and everything. We also said before, the challenge of this, the challenge in truth is this, if we're not living under his rule, under the rule of King Jesus, if we're not bringing his rule through our lives, then actually we've missed the point of what it means to follow Jesus. Jesus had called people to be his followers, to be those who lived under his rule and those who expanded his rule. And uh, Jesus taught prayer as a normal part of kingdom lifestyle. And he taught uh, it's part of the kingdom values. In fact, in the uh, Matthew 6 uh, version of the Lord's Prayer, that was during the Sermon on the Mount. He just taught them about the kingdom, about kingdom values, and he said, by the way, one of those is you pray. Uh, in Luke uh, 11, we have another example of him teaching the very same or very similar prayer, and that's where he, um, the disciples come to him. And they say, teach us to pray. Pray. You see, what they'd seen in Jesus' life was that, the, that he had a personal prayer life that not only connected him to the Father's will, but, but it fueled the, the, the sort of expansion of the kingdom. And they thought, wow, Jesus, you have such a connection with the God of heaven. Would you show us how to pray? Would you teach us how to pray? Because we want to do what you're doing. We want to have that connection that you have. And so Jesus not only modelled personal prayer, he taught it and the disciples said, now teach us. How do you do this? How can we pray? So we're going to be looking at the Lord's Prayer this morning. Uh, commonly called that, sometimes not helpfully so, I think. I think it's, a, it's the Lord's model, <laughs> or the King's model of kingdom prayer. And it's, a, it's, a, it's never meant to be recited religiously. In fact, Joe, who's got a, a, a performance thing at lunchtime, he can't be here today, he says, oh, you're doing the Lord's Prayer. Does that mean we're going to be reciting the Lord's Prayer for 30 minutes? I said it was never meant to be recited. You'll have to listen to the talk. But um, it was never meant to be something you just go, oh yeah, I've done the Lord's Prayer today. I've done the Lord's Prayer. No, no, no. Jesus taught it as a framework, as a pattern, as a model, as a, as a prayer pattern for us to create in us a healthy kingdom focus, to help us have a healthy prayer life. In fact, if we really truly start to use the Lord's Prayer and what Jesus teaches us in that prayer, it will really help us to unlock and release the kingdom. And we'll look at that today. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at uh, six elements under this prayer. Uh, six elements. And I'm going to be really looking not at the Luke version, but the expanded version in Matthew. Um, but you'll recognize it anyway because the Lord's Prayer is so well known. Um, uh, and as we go through this, what you understand is this prayer, as Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he said, this prayer is actually all about the Father and it's all about his kingdom. You think it's about meeting your needs? It's primarily about the Father and his kingdom. And we're going to go through and look at that. All right, it's going to give us a healthy perspective in prayer and help us align our lives to his will, his glory, and have a true kingdom focus. 
first thing it talks about is Father's character. The first phrase we look at there, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So when Jesus introduces this and he says, listen, when you pray, you're coming to a father, a father who is good. You're coming to your father. In the Old Testament, they may have had more emphasis on the mightiness of God or they couldn't even mention the name of God. Jesus introduces, no, you are coming to a God who's your father. Primarily in his whole character, that is who he is. He's your father. He's emphasising prayer is about relationship. It's about intimacy primarily. He's saying, uh, in fact, the word he uses is Abba. We know this word, Abba, Aramaic word. It's an informal name that most loosely probably translates daddy or papa. It's a very intimate, endearing name. It's a name that Jesus is inviting us into and sharing in. He goes, look, you know, you've heard that I call God Father. He's my Father. I'm inviting you into knowing God as Father. That I want that to be your first entrance into his presence, to know that your children, you are dearly loved. You can come right in. So Jesus invites us to share in and to experience the same relationship he has. Because if we're supposed to be doing the same things as Jesus did, then he invites us into the same relationship he has. Because that relationship he has was the source of everything that he did. So if he wants you to do amazing things in terms of bringing the kingdom in, he says, well, first come and experience the Father in the way that I experience the Father. So the start of prayer is Father. It's intimate. It's like as sons and daughters now, we have access into his presence. We can come in. We're not just um, coming before a great king. Though he is a great king, we'll get to that. He's a great king, but we're coming in as children. You know, there's no sense about, oh, am I allowed in the room? Oh, you're allowed in the room. He's your father. You're allowed to talk to him. Oh, don't interrupt. Oh, no. It's not don't interrupt. Your father's busy. No. Father welcomes us in. And Jesus invites us and says, look, this is how you pray. You have access. We're invited in to explore what it means uh, to have God as father. I don't know if you've ever thought that as you pray, father. Do you ever just stop and let let your prayer hang on that word, father? Wow, what does that mean? You know, that has huge implications as to what you can expect from God. And actually, it has huge, huge uh, implications on who you are. Because if you're coming and calling him father, you're a son, you're a daughter, you're dearly loved. Huge implications. Jesus says, this is how you come to God. Realise, firstly, he's your father. Hallelujah. We're invited to explore what that means. And he says in this verse, hallowed be your name, respected, revered. You see, God is not only intimate in a sense, he's our father, and Jesus is talking about a very close relationship uh, with him, but uh, God is, is close and intimate, he's also very different from us. And that's where it has this hallowed or respected, deep respect for God, because it's not just a sort of, uh, a flippant relationship. It's intimate, but it's deep. It's profound. We come with deep respect. We gaze at the king in all his beauty. Yes, he's our father, but man, he's, we're invited to worship him. 
Jesus says, come and call him your dad, your papa, but come and worship him. Hallowed be your name. Start to enjoy who God is. Meditate on his character. Meditate on his beauty. Understand the faithfulness of God. Understand, you know, if the more you understand about the Father, the more you know he's good, the more you know he's kind, the more you know he's just, the more you know he's, he's, he's compassionate and full of mercy, the more you'll understand his kingdom. Because the kingdom looks like the king. And Jesus invites us, look at him. He's your father, but he's the king. Hallowed is his name. He's without sin. He's flawless. He's faithful. He's just and loving. He's good. He's altogether lovely. And the more, and the other thing is, as we gaze on him, don't you sometimes get that with God? Oh, I so wish I was like you. In fact, in the gospel, we're told that, that the work of the Holy Spirit is, in us is to make us like him. And isn't there a heart desire in you? Father, if only I was more to like you, then I could reflect your goodness more, I could reflect your kindness more, I could reflect your grace more. That's the invitation of this prayer. It's come and worship him, come and adore him, but also come to worship the one you want to be more like. You want to carry his presence with you. You want to reflect his goodness so that others can experience who our God is. This is the mission of Jesus. So Father in heaven, the first part of the prayer is, is, is focusing on the Father's character, his goodness, his kindness, his loveliness. The second thing is about the Father's kingdom. The next phrase is, is your kingdom come, your will be done. Yeah, we're adopted into the family. Uh, we come and talk to Abba, but who is Abba? Abba is king. He has a kingdom. He rules, he reigns, he's powerful. Our Father reigns. And what we're saying here is we're saying, Father, we want your rule, your kingdom to come. Your kingdom of love, your kingdom of justice, your kingdom of light, your kingdom of mercy, your kingdom of healing and provision. We want your kingdom to come and be manifest on the earth. We really long to see that. So that, we, so that the, the world is affected positively by an influx of the kingdom of God. You see, not only do we want his rule in our life, we want his rule to be expressed through our lives that others would see. You see, through our lives, Jesus is saying, as we pray, God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. What we're saying is, Father, through my life, you think of your life right now, through your life, through my life, bring justice. Because that's an expression of your kingdom. Bring hope. Bring goodness. Bring integrity through me. Bring grace through me. Wherever we go, we want to bring your kingdom. May it come on earth. We long for what you want, Father. Our heart's desire is that what you want happens on earth. Your will be done, we say. And it says, on earth as it is in heaven, in that phrase, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, what we see in heaven, Jesus is encouraging us to pray into reality on the earth. That's what this prayer is about. We're praying what we see in heaven, bring it here. And this is where we can sometimes do battle in prayer. 
Spiritual warfare, if you like, I think primarily we're asking for the kingdom to break out. Your kingdom to come here on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we want to see. Invade this earth. Influence this earth. If it exists in heaven, we're to let it be loosed on earth. That's what we're praying. That's where Jesus said, you know, uh, whatever you bind or loose on earth will be, have been bound or loosed in heaven. He's saying, look, if it is, exists in heaven, then loose it in prayer on earth. If it's forbidden in heaven, then in prayer, bind it. In prayer, come against it and say, no, that is not going to affect our city. That's not going to affect our nation. We want to see God's rule come, justice to come. We're praying his kingdom. It's not just a fictitious thing of pie in the sky when you die and it's all very nice up there. No, we're talking about heaven and God's rule coming and invading the earth. And God wants us to be those who carry it and those who pray it into being. Jesus is saying in this thing, pray, Father, your kingdom come. What, what upsets you, what grieves your heart, let it be bound on earth. What you love, when you love relief of poverty, when you love uh, healing power to come and sickness to be overcome and death to be defeated, now bring it on earth. Bring us a taste of heaven on earth. You see, in heaven there is no blindness. So eyes be opened. This is what we're saying. We're looking into heaven and saying, in heaven there is no cancer. Let cancer be defeated. In heaven there is no injustice. Bring your justice to the earth. What's in heaven, loose on earth. That's what we're praying. There's no deceit in heaven. You won't find it in heaven. Therefore, let your integrity rule in the earth. And how is this going to be ministered? Through his people carrying peace and justice and integrity in their heart and being faithful. Hallelujah. Father, break into this world with your love and mercy. That's what we're praying. God, come with your compassion. Break into our situations. Break into, you know, his intent is that through you and me, we bring kingdom influence wherever we are. So therefore, into the marketplace, into workplaces, into businesses, bring your rule. And as far as is on me, I'm going to carry your rule in my heart and bring integrity and faithfulness and kindness and compassion wherever I go. I'm going to bring it, bring your kingdom, Father, and let it invade my family. Let it invade my home. Let it invade the community that I'm part of. Let it invade our cities. God's intent is that through you and me, we bring this change. And we're praying, Father, bring your world, bring your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Father's provision, the third thing, Father, give us today our daily bread. You see, in the context of understanding his rule and that he is our Father, we come, Father, give us today daily bread. We're not beggars coming asking if there's a few scraps from the table. You know, so often, I know in my own heart, we can strive to meet our own needs. Shall I tell you, listen, in the spirit of this prayer, that sort of reaction to God and just sort of trying to provide your own needs, that's the spirit of an orphan, not a son. God intends us to come to a father who is bountiful, 
A father who loves to meet needs. Sons are dependent on God. We covered that a little bit last week. Um, fathers are, um, sorry, sons are dependent on their fathers. Uh, did I say that round the right way? Sons are dependent on the father. That's what I meant to say. Sorry, I had a bit of a mind blank there. In prayer, we acknowledge that and we're saying, Father, we come to you for everything we need. You see, in heaven, there is no lack. In heaven, there is no lack. In God's kingdom, there is no lack. There's no starvation. There is only abundance. That's what you see in heaven. We're being invited to see into heaven and say, Father, from your heaven, from your kingdom, bring now, supply what we need. Whether it is health, whether it's financial provision, whether it's, your, it's daily bread, it's what I need for today. Father, would you supply from heaven and let it come to earth? We're asking God for that. You see, Jesus is saying you can come to Father's table in prayer. You come to his bounty, his abundance. And at his table we find everything we need. We find food and shelter. We find financial provision. We find everything we need. Healing, breakthrough, spiritual renewal, refreshing. Everything we need. This is our daily bread. It's what you need. And Jesus isn't just saying, just say, give me my daily bread. He's saying you're coming to a father who knows your every need. Now come and ask him to supply everything you need. There are some of you that are holding out today and you're not asking God for things because you doubt his character. I want to say God is good. He's a father who cares for you. Come with your needs to your father. Jesus is inviting, come to father and talk about your daily bread because he wants to give it to you. He wants to give you daily bread, whatever that is. Father's forgiveness. The verse here, or the part of the verse here in verse 12 of Matthew 6 is, forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. You see, sometimes we can stray outside of Father's provision. He's given us, if he's given us everything, but sometimes we stray outside and we try and grab things for ourselves. And it's almost like we're saying to him, uh, what you've provided for me isn't enough. So I'm just going to trespass a little bit and uh, go on ground and snatch for myself. It's the orphan spirit coming through. Rather than understanding his sons and daughters, he provides for us. Listen, when we step outside of his provision and in effect say, you haven't given me what I need and grab it ourselves, we need to come and ask for forgiveness. Jesus is saying this, forgive us. When we step outside of your kingdom provision, forgive us. He's also saying, look, sometimes people come and tread on your turf and they invade your space and they offend you and they hurt you. And he's saying, well, you need to release forgiveness to them. They may step outside of their territory just like you sometimes step out of the territory your father's given you. He says, actually, it needs to be... You see, what we need to understand is in heaven there is no relational breakdown. When you look at... Heaven, there's no relational breakdown. There's no grudges. There's no record of wrongs. Hallelujah. We're praying, Father, we want to live in your kingdom here. Therefore, Father, forgive us. 
when we step outside of your provision. Forgive us and help us to release your forgiveness wherever we go. You see, we're releasing the kingdom. That's what this prayer is about. It's about modelling in our lives what is in heaven because Jesus is saying, I want the kingdom to come and break out among us. You see, in heaven, sin is washed away. And Jesus is saying, bring that atmosphere, that atmosphere of mercy, that atmosphere of no grudges, that atmosphere of compassion. Bring that wherever you go. And as much, you see, it's a kingdom principle, isn't it? Freely you've received, so freely give. It's a kingdom principle. As you've received freely God's forgiveness, then what we need to do is, is leak grace and mercy to others. Just let it flow. What we've received, we give out. Hallelujah. And then as we move through the prayer, we're talking about Father's uh, guidance and protection. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. You see, in heaven there is no temptation. There is no sin. There's no presence of evil at all. And we know in the full expression of God's kingdom, that is absolutely the case. And what Jesus is saying now is, you need to pray because as we go out into this world carrying God's message of forgiveness and love, as we go carrying the kingdom with us, we're saying, Father, would you keep us? Would you guide us? Keep us from straying? Just watch our feet. We know it's so easy to get entangled, so easy to trip up. Give us strength to be in the world, bringing your kingdom, not of the world, just mixed up with it. That's what we're praying in this prayer. Keep us from being distracted by lesser things, temporal fixes, things that don't truly satisfy, and help us to follow you. Father, don't let us be led into temptation. By the way, God never leads us into temptation. But what we're saying here is actively prevent us from being led into it. Father, keep us. Keep us from those lesser distractions. Help us to follow your path. Because as we stay in God's path, actually there is true fulfilment in that. And then it goes on and deliver us from the evil one. Not only do we want God's guidance to guide us in the right path, we want and need his protection to prevent, uh, protect us from the evil one. We know the evil one comes to steal and kill and destroy. There is no nice agenda in the work of the devil and the demonic. There's no nice agenda. There's no hidden, oh, but underneath he's nice. He is dark and he is opposed to the kingdom of God. And he will seek to steal, us, steal from us and rob us. Steal maybe our health, maybe rob us of joy. He wants to destroy us. That's his agenda. However, we come to a father who has all authority. We come to father for protection. Because in his kingdom, the works of the enemy have no authority over his people. Hallelujah. We come to the father's protection because his kingdom is about light, not darkness. It's about life, not death. It's about love, not hate. The powers of darkness have no authority in Father's kingdom. And his kingdom is a kingdom that never ends, and he has all authority. Has no authority over 
his children either. We live under the Father's protection and under his authority. That's a good place to, 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 to found, that's the starting place for our prayer. Because, listen, we feel like we're in a battle sometimes. Um, sometimes you can be overwhelmed, but actually the starting place is, Father, I'm coming to you for protection because I know that your protection covers me from all harm and every work of the enemy. And we stand against the enemy and the lies of the enemy that says that he is more powerful than God because that's absolutely not true. We come to him for protection uh, and we rest under his authority. So we're in a battle, but in prayer we, we contend for things. We contend for things. We contend for the correct perspective and we contend for the advance of the kingdom. So we're asking for Father's guidance and protection. And then um, I've kind of added this on the end in the sense if you're familiar with the Lord's Prayer, you will know that it finishes with uh, yours is the kingdom. Uh, yours the kingdom come? No, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And uh, sometimes people say, well, that, was that in all of the manuscripts? In one sense, I, d I don't mind. Uh, it's there in Matthew, certainly in the footnote, and we're all familiar with it. And I think what's, it's a good place to finish prayer once we've sort of seen that he is our father and his character and we're asking for his kingdom to come, and then asking for his provision, his guidance, his forgiveness, to then return to the place of understanding it's about the father's glory. It's about the Father, it's about his kingdom. It's not about us. You see, this sort of praying that Jesus modelled and taught lifts you above a poor old me prayer. Yes. Oh God, would you just come into my little life and fix a few problems for me? This sort of prayer gets your little problems into a massive perspective of God who is sovereign over all. And wrapping up the prayer with saying, Father, yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, yours is the glory. What it does in a very healthy way is it rounds up prayer and says it really is all about you. It really is all about your glory and your fame. You see, Jesus intends us to have a father and kingdom focus. He really does. He intends us, he draws us into that relationship and says it is all about the kingdom. That's why he said, seek first the kingdom, make the kingdom your priority. And in prayer, he made the kingdom his priority and says it needs to be ours. In prayer, we make it our priority. You see, in heaven, <laughs> there are no uh, selfish agendas. <laughs> there are no selfish agendas. It's his agenda. And we want to come under his rule and come under his agenda and then bring his agenda to the earth. That's what we're called to do. Listen, church, we're praying tonight at 7 o'clock at Hagley Street. And uh, I really feel I would just love to literally use the framework from this prayer, this model prayer, for us to pray in the kingdom. There are areas of breakthrough that we must see. There's areas of breakthrough that only God can break through in. Only God can break through. And so in prayer, we're coming to our Father not struggling and striving. Yes, there is a contending in prayer. Yes, there sometimes feels like there's a battle in prayer. But we're coming to a Father who is not reluctant, a Father who is all-powerful, a Father who is all-good. And we will contend for his kingdom to come and break into a messed-up world. We will contend for it. Father, we love you so much, we want to see your rule come. Amen. That's what we're saying. We're saying what, is passion, what you're passionate about, we want to be passionate about, and we want to be those that bring it on the earth. 
Church, we're praying tonight. Please come, seven o'clock. We will blast the gates of, of heaven with our praise and adoration. And we will, you know, we will just want to bring see the kingdom come. We can also pray now as well. I just wonder if we could just uh, just bow our heads together. You can stand if you want or sit. Or let's just bow our, bow our heads. Hmm. Father, let's just come before him. Father, we do thank you. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you that you introduced your God, your Father, as our Father. Father, thank you that we can come into your presence. Hallelujah. 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 Father, just wonder if you know that you have uh, some particular area in your life where you'd long to see God to break through. It can be, uh, it can be in a, a natural provision sort of way. It can be in a health breakthrough that you really need to see. It can be a member of your family that you're holding out for. If someone's got an irritation on their skin, maybe some sort of eczema or, or something like that, holding up my left hand I have no idea if it's confined to your hands if anyone's got um, an eczema condition I'd love to pray for you let's see the power of God come see the power of God come just reach reach out to him actually yeah thank you Father thank you Father wow wow Father Father let your glory come Father release your provision now on us your people Let's reach to him. Father, wow. 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 God. Father. Wow. I think someone's uh, maybe in a work situation where um, <clears throat> you're really stuck for a solution. I just want to pray and release God's peace over you because it's not intended that you wrestle in your own strength to find a solution I release the peace of God onto you and the authority of God onto you in that situation that you'll carry his authority and therefore his solutions into that situation Father Father I'm praying release your children into workplaces and businesses where godly influence can come pray the schools and colleges your kingdom would come the things that you're passionate about the way you love purity the way you love it the way you love it the way that you love compassion father release your compassion through us your people as be carriers of your presence just put your hands out put your arms out just receive now the presence of God. The presence of God. Let's just come. Say so the presence of God come on you. Some of you will feel a sense of the presence of God on you. Now carry the presence of God into those situations, those mountains that seem impossible. Just carry it. Bring the peace of God where you are. Father, let us bring your compassion wherever we go. 
Father, I pray for justice to be done. Father, bring your kingdom. Bring your kingdom. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, wow. Lord Jesus. Father.